friends. I'm Natalie. And I'm Savannah. And you're listening to our podcast, Imagine Imagine Being Bold. Today, the bold topic that we'll be discussing is grace. Why is this a bold topic? Because many Christians either don't understand it well, can't explain it well, can't receive it well, or even offer it well. The two questions that we want to talk about revolving around grace are how to receive grace and how to give grace. But before we talk about those two topics, we want to talk about what is grace. So, Natalie, what is grace? Honestly, growing up, I heard grace a lot, and I heard it as a very Christianese word. The best definition that I've heard about grace was a comparison between grace and mercy. A pastor that I once listened to said, Grace is God giving us what we don't deserve, while mercy is God not giving us what we do deserve. After hearing that sermon, I realized that grace and mercy work hand in hand. God's grace is basically just an outpouring of his love over us. The way that we see this in God's word is when God sent his son Jesus to die for us. It's by his mercy that he doesn't allow us to die the death that our sinful nature deserves. Simply put, grace is the undeserved gift of mercy. That definition really like simply puts it that grace is God just giving us abundant love that we really don't deserve because we've done everything wrong. And mercy is him holding back all of the punishment that we do deserve from doing everything wrong. So now that we understand that God gives us grace, how do we look at that and be like, okay, I'm going to receive this and every single time I mess up, I'm going to remember that, no, God gives me grace. It's okay. Everything is fine. Life is great. (laughs) So simply put, how should we respond to God's grace that he gives us? Well, I think first we have to understand that God's grace is a gift and that we're made righteous because of that. It's not like we have to earn it or we have to do something to earn it or that our mess ups define whether or not we're going to be saved. That's not how God works. I think we have to understand that God's grace is something that we have daily so that when we mess up or when we fail or when we do something wrong or when we go back to our rooms and we sit and we're Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, no, I messed (laughs) up. I said the wrong thing. I did the wrong thing. We have to understand that, no, there's already grace for that. You've already you Jesus died so that you could be forgiven, repent and move forward. I think it's also important, like you were saying earlier, about how grace isn't an excuse to sin. Mm-hmm. Just because we're forgiven, just because God, um, just because Jesus died for us, doesn't mean that we can just go on sinning and sinning and sinning. It's understanding that, oh, God has given us grace. So now because we have gratitude for that, there's a way that we should live. Um, yeah, like in response, it's not a, like, like you just said, um, we can just go on sinning. And it's also not a hey, I earned this, or hey, I have to do this right so that I can earn God's grace. Like, no, God already freely gave his grace. And we have to learn how to accept it and accept the fact that we are going to mess up and we're not going to be perfect. And just learning that each day his grace is and his mercy is anew and he forgives us. Yeah, And that we're going to keep moving forward in this learning process. Because when you take the training wheels off of a bike... You're going to fall over a bunch of times until you learn how Mm. to ride it straight. And it's going to be like that throughout all of life's obstacles. So you're going to mess up several times. (laughs) I I was talking to my friend and I had I had messed up and it wasn't something it wasn't something crazy, but I had just messed up. And I was like really kind of sitting in that. Oh, my God, I'm so dumb. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I did that. And my friend, he took he he talked to me and he looked at me and he said, what's the point of having grace if you're not going to receive it? Mm. Or what's the point of understanding that God gives you grace if you're going to keep walking around sitting in your sadness and sitting in your sin Mm -hmm. and it it really hit me because I was like dang like how can I talk about how gracious our God is and how forgiving he is and how wonderful he is if 
I sit around still sitting in my sin. Like I'm not redeemed. Like I'm not made new. Like my righteousness isn't found in Christ. And I think that's something that we do so often as Christians where it's like, oh, I have to check this box. I have to spend time with God today. I have to pray today. I have to be kind to this person. I have to make an effort with this person. But God isn't asking you to be perfect. He's just asking you to understand that when you're weak, he is strong. And when you are failing, that is when he shines out the most, you know, not so that we can consistently seek out failure, but so that we can understand that we need him daily. We need him all the time. It's a consistent, a constant thing. Yeah. In my weakness, he is my strong. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) I think also when we look at life and when we look at how we should live as Christians, there's a bunch of things that we feel like we should do. Like I was reading in Titus the other day and it talks about how as Christians, we shouldn't slander. We should be obedient, be gentle, not be not seek out malice, but we should seek out peace. And I always think like, oh, my God, uh, today I slandered or today I wasn't obedient or today I wasn't gentle or today a, a, a bunch of list of these things. And I didn't do these things. I didn't do these things. But in Titus, it tells us that we don't do these things because we earn salvation, but we do these things because we're grateful to God for his gift of grace. And in that, we want to live lives that are holy. We want to live lives that glorify him because we want to reflect the Christ that chose to die for us. We want people to see Jesus when they see us. So in order to do that, we have to understand what grace is so that we can give it to other people. Sometimes like when you just said like, oh, we don't do these things or we didn't do this or I'm malice or slander, da, 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 and it's like a checkbox. It's like as Christians, we get in this zone of, oh, I'm living to check off the box mm-hmm. when it's like, no, yeah, I'm no. living to be more like Jesus. Yeah. And as I'm learning to be more like him, mm-hmm. I'm going to mess up. Yeah. It's it's why the word says, like, yeah. I did this so that no one can be self-righteous. Because let's say one day we check off all the boxes. Now what? Then we saved ourselves. Like, are you the best? Like, like mm, no. no. You still have work to do, you know? <laughs> and, like, it's understanding that there is always going to be still work to do, regardless yeah. of whether you check all the boxes or whether you don't check one box today. It's a constant desire to be more holy because we want to be like Christ, not because we can earn or show people or prove to people or be on this pedestal of today I did this but it's instead today I I hope I reflected God even in my failings I hope that I pointed back to Jesus so that people could understand that I failed but my God never does yeah and that's also like a selfish mentality too when you look at it because it's like I I I Mm -hmm. I failed I failed I failed I didn't do this I didn't do that I'm supposed to be the best I'm supposed to be righteous and it's like that's also a very prideful thing and you don't even notice it mm-hmm. like i just realized that in our conversation right now of how oh we're just saying i i i i it's not about it's, us. Like, it's not it's no about it's jesus. about jesus and it's <laughs> about like yes us being more like him but for what for his glory yeah and for his for sure. kingdom so that his kingdom can be advanced so it's not even for us yeah yeah i think also like even going back to this next question of how do we give grace like we have to look at okay i can receive grace I can understand that God forgives me when I mess up. I can understand that when I mess up, God loves me still and I'm still righteous. So how do you treat people when they've put you in a position where now you have to forgive? Or now you have to understand that they are human who has failings Mm -hmm. or they have come against you or they've hurt you. How do you give that same grace that has been gifted to you? Mm -hmm. Because we talked about like what is grace and how to receive it. But now how do you give grace to others? When I think about how to give grace, Ephesians 4 verses 22 through 32 just come to my mind where it says, be made new in the attitude of your minds. And when I looked up the word attitude, it just means a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. Mm. Like, mm. 
<laughs> like take a pause, Jesus is telling us <laughs> Jesus is telling us to renew our settled way of thinking we have this habit as humans to just develop opinions like that is who we are we just come up with opinions of what is wrong and what is right and when it's not fully backed by scripture like we can just take scripture and then run with it Mm. and we just keep running this i'm right i'm right this is my opinion this is my opinion and it becomes this attitude that's a settled way of thinking or feeling in our minds but jesus wants us to be made new in those attitudes of our mind yeah and in being made new we are called to put on this new self as it says in verse 24 and then in verse 25 it says we are members of one body yeah like I like that I think not to cut you off or anything but no, it's good. We're, ta- we're talking about like we're members of one body can you imagine if you just like consistently was all like you were always like punching your arm punching mm-hmm. your arm punching mm-hmm. your arm punching your arm that arm is gonna stop working at some point mm-hmm. if you continuously continuously abuse it hurt it hurt it hurt it and I think a lot of times when we we feel like there's this person in our life or there's a moment or, or someone or a group of people even who have just kind of consistently hurt us we're so quick to like remove remove get away hurt you're gonna hurt me I'm gonna hurt you you get away from me like it's this negative of you're not good enough you're not this mm-hmm. enough you're you hurt me and I I'm justified in feeling this way and I'm validated in feeling this way and instead of looking at okay wait does this glorify the body like does this bring glory to the kingdom it's no remove this part or um ostracize this part because they hurt me and that's just it's not biblical and it's hard to receive that's a tough pill to swallow especially when we live in this generation where everybody has a voice and everybody has an opinion and Mm -hmm. everybody has the right to feel the way they want to feel it's like Yes, you can feel, but we're all not called to be led by our emotions. We're called to be led by the truth of God's word. And the truth of God's word is forgiving one another. It's not passing judgment on one another. It's correcting in love, obviously. If someone hurts you, you don't just let it slide, but you do have that conversation in a way that will ultimately bring glory to God and it will edify the kingdom and not just justify your feelings. Mm-hmm. And when looking at the kingdom too, like what you just said, um, it's not just us. The kingdom is the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like it's everyone. And that's like the body of Christ. And then in verse 29, it says, yeah, verse 29, it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up Dang. according to their needs, mm. that it may benefit those who listen. Yeah. Like every word of that verse is just so beautiful like isn't scripture just amazing <laughs> yeah because god comes <laughs> like, for our next better than we could ever come for anyone else's like, next do what is only helpful in building others up but it doesn't stop there it says according to their needs mm-hmm. so like not just building others up according to what you think would build someone up according to how they would receive it like isn't that like that's not so if say someone doesn't receive words of affirmation that's not you giving them words of affirmation that's you giving them the way that they would respond in according to their needs yeah of building them up it's hard for us as christians to look at the needs of someone who's hurt us mm-hmm. it's i'm gonna keep you at arm's length because respectfully this is how i live and it's a very prideful way of thinking of i don't need you in my life you already hurt me or you already have shown me who your true character is and i can keep you at arm's length mm-hmm. i don't have to involve you but if that person needs for you to give grace for you to give love for you to have the tough conversation but also just kind of give them some comfort and be kind you have to set aside that pride of well they already hurt me so i'm just making sure that i'm good and give them what they need which is 
sometimes humbling yourself before them and saying, hey, I was hurt, but I'm willing to work through this and I'm willing to give you a chance to fix this. I'm willing to work together. It's not a one-way street, you know. It's something that you have to work together with the other brother and sister in Christ, whoever they may be, and work towards loving them and work towards having a loving relationship versus having a relationship that's always been hostile or hostile. I don't know. I'm Spanish. (laughs) All this to say, guys, that grace is not something that's an easy or easy to understand topic, but it's something that's so necessary as a Christian. We have to understand that God's grace is a beautiful gift given to us that is also a gift that we should give others. Um, that's We could obviously talk about this for hours and yeah. hours and hours. <laughs> There's so much more. There's so much that we could say about grace, but um, we just wanted to share that with you guys of how what is grace, how do we receive it, and how do we give it to other people. Thank you so much for tuning into our conversation about grace today. And as always, remember, friends, don't be afraid to leave people saying, Imagine being bold.